Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy Pirates victory. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to be it's good to be back home. This is my first day back home in like nine days. So I was gonna say you're not saying that like figuratively. You literally mean it's nice to be back home. It's been a wild, it's been a wild week plus. Yeah. yeah. Well, glad that you are back home. Glad that you're figuratively back home in a Starbucks setting where we can just talk about some things that are happening right now. Because I feel like there's a lot on your chest that we're going to condense into like a 10-minute segment here. <laughs> I don't know how. We'll, we'll figure it I'm out. I'm not sure how either, but we'll, we'll, we won't do it. We'll try. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of things happened this week. We can start by saying the Pirates won a series against the Mets. That's good. The Pirates are also in sole possession of first place. That's good. Thanks to the Oakland A's sweeping the Brewers. And um, some guy named Andrew McCutcheon got 2,000 hits. Yeah, pretty wild weekend. Uh, lots, of, lots of good stuff. Two or three from the Mets, like you mentioned. Um, Brewers get swept by the A's out of everybody. Um, A's are hot five in a row. Hottest know. team in baseball. Um, the Oakland slash soon to be Las Vegas A's. It makes you think like, is the NL central even worse than we thought? Like would the A's be the best team? In the- <laughs> 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 well, so far this week, they, uh, they certainly are. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, let's, uh, let's get into the big news of the weekend and kind of what everybody, you know, I think like around 75,000 fans or so went to the ballpark this weekend. Um, and all of them hoping to get a glimpse of Andrew McCutcheon's 2000th career hit. And the ones who went Sunday got to see that. Pretty cool. Yes. We've been talking about this for like a week, Jim. We went to the game on Saturday for our tailgate podcast that didn't happen but the tailgate happened and wondering if you know was the three hits going to come that day probably not but i was also going to the game on monday i was going to the game on wednesday all he knew was three hits like he said he had a whole entire homestand he just needed three hits it happened on the very last game of the homestand i mean thankfully it happened in pnc park that was awesome and it was just it was awesome Two thousand hits for angel mccutcheon congratulations awesome stuff and i guess like the one thing i want to talk about some more, which we did early on, is Andrew McCutcheon isn't here just to be this token player of, you know, hey, I'm a veteran. This is my hometown. This would be a nice sign off. Let me sign back here and end my career. The dude's balling out. And, yeah. and, and again, like, even in this stretch where he only had three hits over that week, like, he was, okay, the hits weren't coming. But he was still producing. He walked, I think, 87 times in this past week. Um I, I don't know, man. Like, Kutch is just, he's been, I think, the most integral part of this lineup. Yeah. I mean, there are not, um, there are not a lot of people playing baseball right now who have accomplished what Andrew McCutcheon has. So that's, that's pretty neat. But like you mentioned, you, you expected him to come in here. At least my expectations were come in, not be an everyday player, maybe play 120 games or so. Mostly, you know, DH, play corner outfield from time to time, you know, definitely make sure he's in the lineup against lefties, sprinkle him in there against righties. And that was just based off of his last few years. He's, you know, he took a step back. You know, he, he, he wasn't the Andrew McCutcheon of, of old, uh, wasn't even really close to it. And he has come in and not only has he been an, an, a very important part of this lineup i mean you could argue he's been the best part of this lineup uh i mean you could you could definitely put like if you want to go ahead and say andrew mccutcheon's been the best hitter in the pirates lineup this year i'm not i'm not going to argue you argue with you too much um he's really kind of found a resurgence he hasn't had a season this good since the last time he was in pittsburgh yeah uh, 2017 so yeah, I mean, he's coming in here. He, he's hitting the ball. He's getting on base. He's walking a ton. He's got a 381 on base percentage. He hasn't had a, an OBP this high 
since 2015. 2015 was the last time he had an OBP this high. So the, the guy's doing things he hasn't done since prime Kutch, which is just, it's awesome to see because yeah, he's not just this, it's not just this feel good story where old guy comes back to, to where he was and finishes his career. Like we're talking about old guy comes back. And, like, <laughs> Don't let Kutch hear this. Cause you might even get pissed. Yeah, You're calling him old guy. <laughs> I'm the same age as Kutch. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm not old at this point. So old guy comes back and like, he's a really important piece of this team. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to see. I was on a plane while the 2000s hit happened. So I didn't actually get to see it, which kind of, Oh man, I didn't even know that, but, um, yeah, very cool moment. Went back and watched it. I mean, really awesome for him. He's provided this city and this, these fans so much over the course of his career. Um, well-deserved, well-deserved for him. For sure, man. Everything you said, I can't really add much more to it. It's exactly what it is, right? Like expectations weren't real high for Kutch. We discussed how with the signing, he got wrecked last year with a shift and with no shift. You could see, you know, a season where he's better, but he's still going to be a part-time player. And this guy's basically an everyday player. Now he's not playing the field pretty much at all right now. And kind of question that a little bit, but whatever, whatever. He's a full-time DH. He's the best hitter in my mind too. You know, this is why I put out the poll last week about who do you find more valuable to this team, Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, or Jack Sawinski. Because like when you look at those, Jack Sawinski's the best hitter. Like you look at war, you look at WRC plus, like all this, like he's the best hitter. And that's the argument. But Kutch has been like, I just feel even in this stretch, again, as I bring it up, the stretch where he had three hits over, you know, an eight day period of time. Um, he's been like the absolute most consistent player. And he's giving you exactly what you want in every spot that he's hidden. You know, he went to the, uh, the leadoff position, you know, most recently and just dominating there. Like you said, he's, he's bat flipping his walks. <laughs> like that's I love it. I love Andrew McCutcheon. I love his attitude about everything, what he brings to this team. And uh yeah, I mean just a great dude, a great baseball player, two thousand hits for him. And you're absolutely right. Like he is I will argue, like he is the best hitter on this team this year at this point in time. I'll take him over Brian Reynolds right now, I'll take him over Jack Swinson right now. He is the best hitter. Uh if it's one player I want to bat. It's Andrew McCutcheon. Now, granted, there's a 16% chance he's going to walk, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's he's balling out right now. And, like, that leads us to believe, too, like, let's talk just slightly, but, like, there's, there's good reason to think, like, this isn't also Andrew McCutcheon's last year. When no. he talked that I want to play multiple years, and you're like, well, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Give us one. Uh, he's for real, and he hasn't slowed down. We've seen that too. He's old man, as you say, but he's playing like young man, Andrew McCutcheon. I should say playing like, somewhat playing like, but he is physically looking like young man, Andrew McCutcheon. Well, and that's kind of the thing where you know you now have the designated hitter in the National League. So, like, we I mean, this is something where you look at Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz's career was extended 10 years, you know, because of the designated hitter spot. If Andrew McCutcheon, I don't know what Andrew McCutcheon wants to do. You know, he's got two young kids that he hasn't spent a ton of time with because he's been in other cities. So maybe, maybe Andrew McCutcheon doesn't want to play till he's 43 years old. But I mean, if Andrew McCutcheon is hitting, if Andrew McCutcheon plays like he is right now, let him let him just play till he's like 43 <laughs> like right i mean why not there's he's 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 like the heart and soul of this city he loves this place he's he'll, he'll take hometown discounts to stay here so you can be close to his family like if you you keep cutch around as long as he's as long as he's doing this you know you you keep him around as long as cutch wants to play baseball just whenever that is you give them just like a rolling contract where you know what it's a one-year contract but you have a player option to extend this 
every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> every year. <laughs> I love that's, it. That's where I'm at. Like, give him five million. In the year 2053, Andrew McCutcheon, up to bat. Give him a $5 million one-year deal with unlimited player options. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> unlimited player options. We'll be talking about hit number 3,000 here in 10 years. I love, yeah. And you know what? 4,000. He's going to yeah. just bunt his way at 100 years old. There's 1,000th hit. Tycon. Yeah. Um, I love it. But right. I, I just, a, again, like it's such a feel good story for Andrew McCutcheon. And uh, 2K for him. Awesome. We'll get into it later, but. Does this season, real quick answer, does this season like make you kind of rethink his Hall of Fame possibilities? Doug and Tyler, real quick, got into that yesterday as well. And I don't really want to say it makes me rethink it. I think the same thing has to happen. We discussed before, he probably still has to have like two or three solid seasons. Now, what, what this season does for me is think that's more possible than I thought. Mm-hmm. That still has to happen, but... He might be able to put in two or three seasons. Again, like you're talking with the DH here, where the volume is now there. He's, right. he's got a bit of a peak. Now the volume, now the counting stats are there. Maybe. You look at Fangrass, he's at basically a 52 war right now. So, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I, I'm with you. I'm still I'm still at that point. Yeah, like he's got to do this for probably three years. Yeah, to like really be in that conversation. Yep. Yep. All right. So, do we want to get to the the hot topic? Let's get into it. All right, Jim. I know you're uh, chomping at the bit here. So we all know Vince Velasquez is back to the IL. Uh, I would assume the 60 days coming at some point because he's out for the year. Uh, He's got elbow surgery. Doesn't look good, right? He's out for the whole year. Um, But on top of that, there was also talks about Roe going to the bullpen. That was scratched. He had to start. Now that's happening again. Roe is definitely going to go to the bullpen. So I guess just real, real, real quick, touch on that real quick. What are your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts are, I mean, there's clearly something, something off there with him. Uh, he's had a pretty rough stretch here lately. Uh, he hasn't back to back starts where just not good. And even when he has put together his good starts, he really doesn't look great doing so. Right. Um, now if the pirates had solid AAA depth options, I would be completely fine with, Hey, go to the bullpen for a week or two, see if you can figure something out and then rejoin the rotation and later the pirates aren't in a position to do that. Um, so, I mean, if we're talking just solely on the decision, send Contreras to the bullpen, I, I disagree with that. Like, the Pirates right now simply need Contreras to figure it out as a starting pitcher. They're not in a position to do so otherwise because the alternative is what we just found out last night, which is Osvaldo Bido, right? Sure. So... I would 100% rather start a lost, quote-unquote, lost Ronzi Contreras than Osvaldo Vito. Okay. Because, you know what, even a lost Contreras, the upside there is still high enough that he can put together a good out and give you a chance to win. Fair. I disagree, though. I'll put it this way. Can Osvaldo Beto give you 4.1 innings in two starts with 12 earned runs? 
Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I guess we're on that. And, and this goes back to how I was talking about when it didn't happen, right? But my thoughts on it was I'm, I'm at the point with this pitching staff, okay, that I will defer and start giving them the benefit of the doubt on things. And I'm not trying to compare Ronzi Contreras to Mitch Keller. And, and, and also just make an easy out of, well, if he just goes to the bullpen one time, he's going to figure things out. I mean, we've talked that we, we know the path that Mitch Keller took, that long journey basically to get to where he is today. It wasn't going to the bullpen once. But what I'll say is if they feel there is something there that will fix him and it be done in the bullpen, I am more willing to bite the bullet on the short term for long-term success, right? And I guess what I mean by that is even if it means Beto has to make two starts, we saw two starts from Rowan Contreras, and they're complete L's, right? So if he has to make two starts to get Ronzi right for this hopeful potential playoff run, and yes, I'm saying the words playoffs because the Pirates are in first place on June 11th right now, June 12th by themselves, right? I want a good Rowansy then, not 2021 Mitch Keller. 20, you know, like that's what I'm kind of getting at. So if they feel this is what's going to get him right, then you have to find, you have to figure it out, you have to patch whatever you can right now to make that happen. You're absolutely correct, though. There is no depth. Like that's the problem with this whole Beto situation. And I, we can transfer to that. Beto is getting the call. It's not, it's not Quinn Priester. Thank God it's not Caleb Smith. I'll I'll give them that. <laughs> Kent um, out of the park legend, Kent Emmanuel. <laughs> out of the park legend, Kent Emmanuel. Yeah, not him either. Um, it is Osvaldo Beto. And as most things pirates related, this caused all the controversy on on Twitter. And let's just kind of set things straight. I'll give you the floor because I know you want it. No, I mean I I um if if the play is in, like I said, I'm, I'm completely. I, I I started this off with you know if Contreras probably needs to be in the bullpen for a few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that decision is made to to do that, then the next mm-hmm. thing you've got to do is figure out who's going to give you the best chance to win these games. Like I said, we're not we're not talking about the 2020 Pirates. We're talking about the 2021 Pirates, the 2022 Pirates, where you're just floating through a season of nothingness, right? This is the first place 2023 Pirates. You you've got to win, you've got to you've got to win major league baseball games, right? Um so then it comes down to if Contreras is going to the bullpen, who's going to give you the best chance to win two, maybe three, I, I don't know how many starts, but who's going to give you the best chance to win those starts in the major leagues? This is where my problem comes into play, right? Osvaldo Beto is not that guy. He's not the guy who's going to give you the best chance to win out of the available options. Uh, he is, and I'm not trashing Osvaldo Beto here. I'm happy for him. I hope he comes well, comes up and does well. Like I'm not, I'm not rooting against the guy by any means, but he is who he is. Like he's been in AAA now for three years. He's 27 years old. Uh, he's he's been very, very pedestrian throughout his entire minor league career. He's never been good, really, right, ever right. at any level. He's just been there, right? He hasn't <laughs> been, like, god-awful, but he's just been there, right? Um, he's he's not the guy to give you the, the, the spot starts. Like, this is where, this is where you got to look and you got to say, okay. And, and there's two names that, that I would say, and you, you, you pick one. Quinn Priester, your 2019 first-round pick, whose AAA numbers are extremely similar to Osvaldo Beto's, right? Right. They're almost the exact same, to be honest with you. Priester has way better underlying numbers, like a lot better FIP, a lot better XFIP. But if you're looking at ERA and, you know, walks per nine, I mean, actually, walks per nine – Priester's the same. Priester's better. Strikeouts per night. Like they're 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 very similar in that regard. Their AAA experience. The difference is Quinn Priester's 22. He's got much better stuff. He's got better pedigree. 
there's a reason why Quinn Priester was a first a first round pick and Osvaldo Vito wasn't signed as an international free agent until age 21. Like Priester's the better arm, but that's objectively true. That's not a that's not an opinion. Um, so now has Priester quote unquote earned a promotion to the major leagues? No, not not really. But Beto hasn't either, right? Right. If you're talking about one guy who maybe has earned it, and he's the level below these guys, it's Jared Jones. The stuff's been amazing. He's dominated double A hitters. Is he a guy who you call upon for? Hey, come up, taste the major leagues. You've earned it. You've 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 just dominated double A hitters come up for two or three starts and then go back down. Like you can tell them this in advance. Be like, Hey, you know what? This is, this is not permanent. Jared Jones. This is yeah. congratulations. You are pitching. Awesome. You've earned this promotion. Come up here and start a couple games while, while Rowanzi Contreras figures it out in the bullpen. There's nothing wrong with telling a kid that like no proper expectations. This is kind of, that's a I'm good at. thing. Yeah. Like this is where I'm at. Like it's, it's, and people like it could mess up their confidence. Like no, like the guys, the, the guy's not majorly ready. That's why you're just saying, hey, this is for this is like come up here, pitch your damnedest, get some major league experience, see what it's like, and then go back and fit and, and learn the things and just work on the things that you learned while you were up here, right? Like yes, these yes. are things that can really help out a, a, a pitcher's development. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's just like, there's, there's more upside to those guys. Like is Os- Osvaldo Beto is not capable of pitching seven innings, one run in the major leagues, literally not even capable of doing so. If he does it on Wednesday, you can, he's going to, you can <laughs> up on Wednesday and say, you know what, Jim, you were completely wrong, but he's not capable of doing it. Those other right. two guys, they're capable of doing it right now. Now, are they going to consistently do it? Probably not, but they're capable of it. Like the upside is there in those arms. So that's just where I'm at. Like the, the pirates right now need to win at the major league level. Osvaldo Beto isn't the guy to give them the best opportunity. Yep. Once again, there's a reason that he's 27 years old and repeating AAA. And in doing so, he's, he's a pedestrian pitcher. He's a pedestrian 27 year old AAA pitcher. That's what he is. But at the same sense, what I don't get is the people who are pushing and saying, no, this is the correct decision, and these are all the reasons why. And here's all the reasons why Quinn Priester is not the correct decision. And just like you said, they're, they're basically the same, the same pitcher in AAA right now. The difference is one isn't 27-year-old repeating the level. Why does a 27-year-old repeating AAA – it's probably because they're not that good. <laughs> and maybe a 22-year-old who was a first-round pick in AAA is there at 22 because he's good. Now, 100% with you. He hasn't earned it. Quinn Priest has not earned it, and I get that. But again, same same sense. Like, neither has Beto because he's doing the same thing. And if you want to look at how, what have you done for me lately, Beto has been worse than Quinn Priester. Like over the last four starts, Beto has, I think, a six, seven, eight ERA, and Priester has like a four, five ERA, something like that. But it's basically like in line with his, his season, right? Same about walk rates, same about strike rates. So if, like, how one side of your mouth, you can say, well, this guy hasn't earned it. But on the same side, say, well, the same player is the right call to get the call up. So I'm with you. If, if it comes down to it's the same person, give me the guy with the upside at least. Right on the other sense, I'm so tired of hearing people feel like MLB is the death trap for prospects, and you can't go there until you're ready. Like, people learn and develop in every aspect of life, best through failures. If you go and succeed in everything, what did you learn? Nothing. It was too easy for you, right? You don't learn shit there. But when you struggle, you'll learn a lot. You learn about yourself. You learn about whatever you're doing. And now you know the ins and outs and you know what to work on and, and improve yourself on. That's what this is, especially you're talking about two or th- even three starts, right? Like this isn't going to just burn. So- no prospects coming here and having two or three games and then ruining their MLB career. 
And if that's the case, he wasn't built to be an MLB player to begin with. No. So the best thing you're going to take from this is you have the person with the most upside and doing exactly what you said. Someone who's capable of that slider is on and, and Quinn Priester could potentially win that game. Sure, his slider could be off and he ain't going to win that game. But there's also, that's a very, very likely chance that Beto will, that's going to happen to him as well, right? But I'm with you. The way I look at it is for the same reasons that people are saying like, well, hey, have Beto go in there. They might light a fire under Quinn Priester. You're not getting the call. Well, fine. Look at both of them and say, well, neither of you are earning it. But you know who is? This guy below you, Jared Jones. We're going to bypass all of you. And what are you doing? You're doing all the same things of, of why you shouldn't call up Quinn Priester. That's accomplished. He hasn't earned it. But you're showing someone who is. And Jared Jones, even though it's a double A, he's pitching lights out. And like start after start getting better. One thing we talked about Jared Jones, I know we're going to prospect talk a little bit here now, but we talked about like why is he not pitching that many innings? Like it's been four and out, four and out. Last two, six, 6.1. The walks down. Like that was his struggle. He, he's doing everything you need, and it's in double A. You need two or three starts. You know what, kid? We need help. We're looking to you. We need help, and we want you. That's a good thing. I'm Jared Jones. You guys selected me. <laughs> That's a confidence boost right there, regardless if I go in and, and, and I, I get lit up. Yeah. You guys wanted me. That's a lot. And again, I go there. I take some things away. I was a good experience. I learned from it. I go back to double A. That's a good thing. Jared Jones collapsed now and become a terrible player because he went and pitched in Chicago one time. <laughs> So I'm with you. If it were me at this point in time, I kind of want to leave the Jared Jones because he checks off all the boxes right now for me. For what I need, short-term stint, and it's not Beto. And it's not like this is something that's completely unheard of. Minor league pitchers get called up from AA all the time. <laughs> like Can we top, just look at the Braves organization? Yeah, like Top prospects get called up from AA all the time. And that's what Jerry Jones is now. He's just cracked the top 100 prospect list on Baseball America. Like, yeah, the yep. guy, the, the guy is legit. The stuff is insane. Give him, give him two to three starts in the majors. Reward him. Say, hey, you know what? You've earned this call up. We need somebody right now. You've earned it more than anybody. It's a short term fix. You need to get row right. You need someone right now. You're in a world of hurt because you have no depth. Jerry Jones. You're doing it. Come up here. We need your help, and we are picking you to do it. No expectations. Listen, we'll help you. We'll work on some things. You get to see MLB. You get to see MLB, how we do things. It's a good experience for you. There's no expectations. Go out here. Pitch your best. That's it. That's it. There you go. Simple. I don't know why people make it so difficult. I don't know why people make it so freaking difficult. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Anyways, is that is that it? I feel like you need way more rating. No, that's you got everything it. off your chest. You're good. You're good, Jim. We gotta move on with this stuff. No, it's just I. I just don't. I mean, going back to it, like, you don't have to just accept Osvaldo Vito, you guys. Right. You don't have to accept this. Osvaldo Vito is. The lamest, most uncreative, uninspiring, non-ballsy decision you could have possibly made as a general manager. It's the safest thing you could have done. The least, it's the least aggressive, least creative person you could have called upon. And that's what Sherrington does, because that's what Sherrington does. That he's I mean, he's, he's uninspiring. He is the most uninspiring general manager. That we've had since, well, the guy in front, the guy before, because they're both the exact same person. Yeah, right. I'm with you. How many times I, I say it? I would love for this organization in turn to, to grow some balls, yeah. right? Starting with opening day, having your player there from day one. That's all. They're not going to do it. They're going to play safe. And that's what this is, too. And I'm with you. I'm with you. Take the upside. Take someone who's going to give you a chance, opposed to, oh, I'm going to play safe here. There's Super 2. He's on the 40 man. Uh, yeah, 
Super two, yeah, we don't care about him. Like Super two doesn't even matter at this point anymore. At this and point, no. Guys, yeah, and these guys don't even like this is. And you're going to send them back down anyways. Like, but still, this is about who's going to give you the best chance to win baseball games right now. Yep. And they made the most uninspiring, least creative, safest, non-aggressive decision they could have made. It is not the we are in first place. We didn't expect to be here, and we're going to capitalize on it. That's not what this is. It's exactly how they've been playing this season. We're in first place. <laughs> this is fun. Let's just ride out and see how long we can do it for. Oh, now it's July and we're not. Well, it was fun, guys. and I hope you enjoyed it. There's, there's no pushing the acceleration. There's no, you know what? Let's believe in our team. Let's, let's do it. I'm sure Kutch is happy to see Beto come up. Well, are the Pirates contenders, Ben Sherrington? Well, right. well. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know what? I'm going to back off because I'm about to go another tangent, and I can't. <laughs> I'm getting fired up again. Okay, let's go to our prospect talk, Jim. Let's do it. Let's make this quickie. All right, so we got basically five leagues we're going to talk about today. Um, so, yeah, we have less time, more people. So let's make it quick. Uh, you go first, though. Yeah, let's open up. Uh, the Florida Complex League is in action. And a uh, uh, lot of interesting names in the Complex League. It is, um, it's, a, it's a weird league because, you know, games are at, like, 11 a.m. They're not on TV. They're not even, like, in the – minor league app on your phone you've got to actually like go to minorleaguebaseball.com to, to view so it's it's a weird league and that like they're i don't even know if they're real games like if you go to and watch them they're they're real games but they're played on the backfields of pirate city you know so uh but we're a week into the complex league and um again really interesting roster the one i want to talk about today is uh he was a high profile international signing $750,000 signing bonus out of South Korea last year. Pitcher Jun Suk Shim. Jun Suk Shim. He got his first taste of pro ball this past week. And uh, Donardo, he was really, really good. So his first pro outing, he goes four innings. He strikes out eight. And... He walks nobody. He gives up no hits. Four perfect innings in his first um, in his first game. So really exciting stuff from Jun Suk Shim. Keep an eye on him. I have a feeling he's 19. Like he's someone who could maybe advance to Bradenton relatively quickly. But uh yeah, what a what a debut. If you can hear me, I don't know if you can. <clears throat> I can hear you. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened, but I've lost Bluetooth connection. So my mouse and my headset's not working. <laughs> I can hear you, though. I can read your lips. So <laughs> at least there. So I'm glad you can hear me. Um, yeah. All the things you said, great. <laughs> I agree. Jim, you might need to carry us out here. <laughs> All right, let's go to Bradenton. Um, <laughs> go, jeez, whatever. Uh, Low A Bradenton, real quick. Um, I know who the person that Donardo wanted to talk about, and that was Shalin Polanco. Uh, Polanco on the year. Um, he hit his ninth home run. So that's that's kind of what you'd love to see right now. The power is there. Um, crushed the ball. That ninth home run, if you look, haven't seen the video, go pull up uh, Anthony Murphy's Twitter. He's got all this stuff. Um, really good if you're wanting to look at minor league highlights. But Polanco, a really nice week last week. He had a hit in four out of his five games. 
his season uh, numbers. He's he's you know up, batting average up to 232 on base, 318. He's still striking out quite a bit, but the slugging is there. That was kind of his calling card when he was. Um, I believe Polanco has the highest signing bonus of any international prospect the Pirates have had. Um, but uh, yeah, he hit his ninth home run of the year. Tons of power there for Polanco. So good stuff out of Polanco in Bradenton. Moving to Greensboro, and, and now Denaro's just frozen. If you're if you're watching the the stream here, but if you're listening to the podcast, Denardo is literally just frozen on the screen here. He has no sound, no no anything. So I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna just pick some players to talk about Greensboro. There's really only three people we have talked about this entire time. Four, if you include Bubba Chandler, who's struggling a little bit. But we're going to talk about Sung Chi Cheng yet again. Um, the guy is playing like a man possessed in Greensboro. Uh, he's hitting 307, 418, 587 slugging out of the guy. He's only five foot seven. Uh, he's listed at 154 pounds. But the dude has found his power stroke. And although it's in Greensboro, it's in a league that's got some pretty hitter-friendly parks. He's still doing it. Like, he's, he's, he's hitting the ball out of the ballpark in those parks. Um, he's walking a ton. He's not striking out. I think out of every prospect in the lower levels, and so basically I'm, I'm saying, let's just say any prospect not named Henry Davis or or – or Andy Rodriguez. I'm kind of getting the most excited about Sung Chi Cheng. So 21 years old, just if you don't know him yet, know, know who this kid is because uh, he's playing like someone who's probably going to end up being the Pirates minor league hitter of the year. Plain and simple. Like no one's having the type of season that Chang is just other than, you know, Henry Davis in double A, but Henry Davis didn't deserve to be in double A that long. So but Chang is at an appropriate level. He's coming off, you know, a World Baseball Classic where he was playing for um, Chinese Taipei. Just crushing the ball. And like I said, the power is nice. He's, he's, he's stealing bases. He's also probably the Pirates' best, like, defensive shortstop option uh, out of all of those middle infielders they've accumulated over the years. Chang, solid defensively. So... Just an incredible start of the season of the season for him. We talked about him over the offseason, how he put together a pretty solid year in Bradenton. But he's he's taken that solid season in Bradenton and he is he's he's one of the best hitters in high A ball right now. So now that I'm back, and this is the guy I want to talk about too. And so I'm not far I'm not sure how far deep you got to him, but over a thousand OPS. One thing I want to ask you, it's 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 early, but hey. We're all about hot takes, right? It's baseball. Are we talking about the minor league player of the year right here? Like, is this basically a, eh, not really much of a prospect to, you're the minor league player of the year for the Pirates and potentially top 10 next year? Absolutely. Like, the only other hitter, if we're talking about minor league hitter in the, in the organization, that that's putting up the type of season that he is, is uh, Henry Davis. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's the number one overall pick who should yeah. be the majors right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's where he's at. He's right, and again, like very hitter friendly environment, but what he's doing is it's not that he's just playing well; like he's playing extremely, extremely well. And I don't look at this too as like it's just the hitter friendly environment. And the dude's walking and not striking out, like all of this stuff. I mean, as a twenty one year old. Strike rate, 16.1. Walk rate, 15.7. Like you said, very Henry Davis-like. Not to his extreme levels, but just a good hitter all around. And the speed and everything. I know he's a small dude, so that might go, you know, affect him. But, hey, so is Jose Altuve. Yeah. He is small. Like, if you if you watch him on video, he is he is a small guy. It's a buck 50. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> there's... There's some power in that in that small frame, and yeah, he knows how to he knows how to use it at the plate. Nice, cool. All right, Altuna, your guy. Who who, who are you picking, Altuna? Um, 
crap. Who, who, oh, oh, you know who I want to talk about? Um, shoot, it's gonna be Jared Jones again. We kind of talked about him. We did talk quite a bit about Jared Jones. Yeah. You know what, how about we do this? Someone we haven't really spent a lot of time talking about, but he was just recently called up to Altoona. Um, and, and worth some mentioning because we're talking about an organization had, who had like no catching depth two years ago. Oh, okay. And, and now you have Andy and Henry Davis in AAA. When Davis got called up, um, Abraham Gutierrez was the guy called up to AA. So Gutierrez promoted from Greensboro to AA Altoona. Um, he was he was acquired from the Phillies in what was I forget who we've even traded for. What was what trade was that? That was the who was the pitcher who's back with the Pirates now, right? That was the deal that scrapped and they they redid it, or was that the other one? Um, oh, I'm not seeing it. We should have. Uh, this is riveting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right here. Abraham Gutierrez trade. Braden Ogle. Yeah. Braden Ogle traded to the Phillies for Abraham Gutierrez. So uh, he put together a pretty, pretty solid, uh, you know, month or so in Greensboro. This was his first week in Altoona. Uh, he was fine. Like, he, he, like nothing crazy. He was the league average in 97. I mean, it's one week of, of work. But um, Sunday, he had a huge part in uh, the Curves uh, game. And they were down by two in the ninth inning, and he hit a two-run homer to tie it up. So his first double-A home run was a big one. Uh, some pop in that frame for for a catcher. Just, uh, again, like definitely third on the pecking order if we're talking about catchers, you know, in the organization. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone who plays the position. That includes Hedges too, right, in delay? <laughs> talking about minor leaguers. Uh, but as far as um, – I'll include them all. But <laughs> – very like as opposed to the other two, where you know you've got these concerns about their defense. Like there's, there, you do not have those concerns about Gutierrez's defense. That's his uh, and so, right? And so, if Gutierrez is someone who can, and he has shown throughout the minors that he's he's capable of handling himself at the plate, you're you're talking about someone who, at a minimum, can can be like a backup catcher for you. Yeah. That's like the positive again, Henry and Andy, right? There's there's two guys, hopefully going to be studs with the bat, for sure. So like it, all you really need Gutierrez is to be Jason Delay or Austin Hedges, you know. That's that's fantastic. Like that's a three man catcher in a few years, you know. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess so. Good call on him. I did want to talk about Jared Jones. I mentioned that was pretty much talked about, but he is just killing it. Right now, as I said, every start's getting better. More innings added to him. Um, so, yeah, Gutierrez. And did you talk about Bradenton already, too? Yeah. Who'd you bring up? Uh, Polanco. Oh, nice. Okay. So, we talked about my guys. All right. Let's let's yeah. go to Indianapolis then, I guess. Yeah. No, let's let's oh, yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, let's finish off in Indy. And I guess we're going to go with – I mean, we, we talk a lot about Andy Rodriguez. We talk a lot about Henry Davis. And we mentioned Aaron Shackelford the last time we were live. Gosh, there's not – I guess we can talk about Nick Gonzalez. Haven't talked about him in a while. Just kind of give you a Nick Gonzalez update. Um, he's not doing great. um striking out more than he ever has 31 percent strikeout rate uh the the power is is there uh six home runs in you know 48 games so like he's he's hitting for power he had um he had a homer last week he had a hit in four out of his five games last week but the strikeouts is just what is most concerning here uh, real quick here, looking at just his his game log, he has recorded a strikeout in 15 straight games. Like just the guy just strikes out way too much, and like you can you can get away with striking out if you're if you're crushing the ball. 
and that's he's just not he's not crushing the ball. He's 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 hitting the ball just fine, but the the guy's just like flat out striking out too much. Um, yeah, and and like we talk about the thirty one percent strikeout rate, you could say as of late it's been a little bit better. Well, it's been twenty nine point three percent, and you know mm. as, as of late, so. I think it's time to, uh, and if you haven't yet, you got. You, I mean, it's time to just really, really dial back your expectations of Nick Gonzalez. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody should be expecting this guy to be an everyday major leaguer at this point. That's where I'm at with him, and it's kind of unfortunate. And you know, like you're still gonna be patient with him. He was still a first round pick. He was still he's still talented. <clears throat> excuse me uh you know he's still young enough like you'll be patient with him but uh, i'm with you for like the past few years it's been well yeah he's been bad but then we look at this and afterwards he's been better and there's still some hope and the pedigree's still there right like like i feel like he can turn around and now to the point where there's been nothing but excuses and you got to find out like sometimes you are what you are and maybe this is what he is and it's again like it's unfortunate but you just can't strike out this much and that's what he does and like you're saying it's not like he has the power to make up for it like he has some power but he's not <clears throat> he's not i'm having a rough day yeah, like, he's not he like has... going all mason martin on you and hitting like 30 40 home runs to do this right. as well like yeah he's a second baseman that could probably hit 15 home runs but that doesn't say okay well, you can also strike out 35 of the time in the majors to do that that's no. not a good player so, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's just kind of unfortunate, but to still hammer what we've kind of been hammering all year with that middle infield struggles the Major League's team's having, like, Gonzalez isn't that answer. He is not. And that's coming from us, but the people want to say, like, oh, well, there's a prospect you've heard of. Oh, you know the name. No, here's, like, legit reasons why we tell you why and why not for people. And, like, Gonzalez, like, he's not ready, and he's not – it's not the Quinn Priester situation either. Like Nick Gonzalez isn't going to come up there and have like a three for four night with two home runs and win you a game. He's more Beto territory than Quinn Priester in my mind. Yeah, I mean, so, like, it's one I'd of those, rather have him than Beto. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where a lot of people trashed Eric and Fangraphs for for just completely moving off him as a prospect. Yeah. and uh, looks like they were right. He's he just doesn't look like a major leaguer right now, like right. in any way. And again, like you're going to pay, look, you sit him in AAA and you try to work it out with him and you be patient and maybe something clicks and he figures it out, but it is not looking like it's going to. Here's the other thing too. Like Nick Gonzalez is eligible for the rule five draft after this season. As of right now, like I'm not using a 40 man spot on this guy. I'm not ready for that conversation yet. <laughs> I'll just no, put it that way. No one's picking him in the Rule Five draft. I don't. No. I don't know about that. There's no room for this guy on a major league team as of right now. Yeah, I don't know about that. But the good thing is, we definitely have time to talk about that. So I'm gonna wait. <laughs> we do. We have a lot of time to talk about that. But I'll put it this way: that's a conversation that I don't think sounds like, oh, that's absurd. And There's that's valid that, reasons that, that you sucks. can talk and discuss. That, that sucks that that's a conversation that doesn't sound absurd. Right. This is your seventh overall pick. <sighs> okay. Well, before we go, I know we talk a lot about them, but Hendy, it's got to be time soon, right? Henry Davis is promoted. He's doing fine. Still walking, not striking out a ton, not getting a whole lot of hits, but it's, it's early, baby, a little bit. Hendy, though, Hendy is, is killing it. Andy Rodriguez is just on a tear right now. So it better be time for Andy Rodriguez. At least minimum. Yeah, something's clicked for him. His last 10 games, last 10 games for Andy Rodriguez. And this is kind of what you want to see out of like your top prospects is like, show me a stretch where you're, you're looking really good and then call him up. Like you don't have to wait for, their season stats to stabilize, right? It's like the guy's got talent. Once he's showing you that he's tapping into that talent, 
call upon him if you need him, right? And and the Pirates could definitely use him right now. Last 10 games for Andy Rodriguez, 372, 426, 465. He's got an 891 OPS. Um, basically, yeah, his last 10 games, he's been he's been very, very good. Uh he looks about as ready as he has all year. It's time. It is. It really is. Like it's it's time for him to get called up. So with that, we'll transition to this question we did have. So Orion says, What are your what are our predictions for the nine straight NL Central games coming up? Is six and three realistic? I'm not gonna go too too deep into that. Um, but I, I just want to say, like, I think it's realistic simply for the fact that this NL Central is terrible. <laughs> the Cubs are not that good, right? The Brewers are, they've just got swept by the A's. I think six and three is possible. I'm not going to predict it, but it's possible. Yeah. I mean, six and three is realistic. I think, I think a more proper, like, if you go through this stretch of nine games at five and four, yeah. you're, you're, you're very happy. Yep. And Andy could help you do that. Five and four, you're very happy. Four and four and five doesn't doesn't kill you. But yeah, anything over five hundred, you're feeling good about. I'm with you. So let's get Andy up. Let's do it. Where's get him on the same same? I'm sure bus that Beto will be on. Yeah, I mean, I mean they don't have to go very far. They gotta go to Chicago and Indianapolis. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that far. Rent a car, head up there. It's a two-hour drive. Yep. All right, man. Is that everything? I think that's it. Cool, cool. Well, let's get out of here. Game will be today. I'm excited. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, my bad. Tomorrow. Also still excited for that. (laughs) So we'll see you then. Let's get out of here. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.